0: So, so much. I you Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it, and I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, on this week's interview episode, I'm very happy to have Laura Eisenhower here with me on the show. Laura is an intuitive astrologist, global alchemist, and cosmic mythologist, not to mention also the great-granddaughter of the 34th President of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Hello there, Laura. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Brandon. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's so good to have you. This is, uh, you know, our, our mutual friend, uh, Eric has been talking about, uh, I need to have you on for quite some time. And, uh, I'm here we are. And there's so much juicy stuff to talk about with you. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's like, I can hardly wait to dive in, but before we do, I would like to start with the same question that I always open up with. You're in an elevator. Uh, the, the woman next to you looks over, says, what's your passion? You got 10 floors to answer. What do you say?
1: Gosh, my passion is to help to liberate humanity from control agendas, uh, to encourage unity consciousness, to dive into the depths of what we are made of, what we are made of, um, what this planetary body is made of, uh, in terms of our galactic history and things that have been kept hidden from us. Uh, I would also say disclosure to help bring humanity into more awareness of the things that have been kept secret. So uh, yeah, my passion is this earth and the potential of the human race.
0: Well, that is quite the passion and uh, you have, you know, what what a legacy to arrive in 3D, you know, as the great granddaughter of, uh, you know, great president. Um, w- tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, let's start at the beginning, if you would, just a little bit of background on your story and how you ended up in such a uh, an interesting position and perspective that you currently have.
1: Well, gosh, Um I've been processing a lot ever since I was a kid. I I recognized that I definitely had a mission. And it became more and more clear as I sort of looked around me at my family members and, you know, the fact that, you know, I'm uh, related to a president that had contact with extraterrestrials. He was, you know, a general of World War II. He tried to defeat the Nazis and really had humanity's best interests at heart. But, you know, he was caught up in some things that were, you know, really challenging. He sort of had his hands tied, as we see with of this outer government and some of the well-intentioned people that you know are trying to create change. Now, the office of the presidency has changed drastically since Kennedy, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been processing. Um, I've, I've recognized a deeper soul mission that relates to many lifetimes in connection with this ascension timeline and this window period that we're in. And so, I had a lot of insights as a child about what this window period really meant, and I was in a way, I was sort of being prepared uh, it, since I was really young, uh, on a sort of multidimensional level. And uh, I learned a lot. I, I saw the rumors about ET and government treaties and really felt that it deserved my attention and research and time to get to the bottom of it. And I would say for many, many years, I've, uh, delved into some really deep layers of the military industrial complex. I was also recruited to go off planet in 2006, which really helped me to see firsthand what's going on behind the scenes and what humanity is being kept from. So I always felt it was a little surreal. Uh, I always sort of felt like a black sheep, but the more I connected with Eisenhower and recognized that his spirit was assisting me, or I mean, he was just present with me throughout my life and still to this day, um, it, it really helped me to understand the likeness and the shared mission that, that we share. Uh, so yeah, it's been an interesting journey. I don't have much to compare it to except for other experiences beyond this human form or in other lifetimes, but I feel a real strong alliance with him. And I feel, uh, I came into this family to help do things that he wasn't able to do and to also honor my soul mission in you know, helping people to understand what, what this window is all about. And, a lot of it has also been about dot connecting, you know, what's playing out on the world stage and what's been targeted and, and what exists under all of that. Uh, I mean, is all interconnected. So, yeah, it's been a huge journey of connecting dots and seeing the larger picture from a multidimensional perspective.
0: Wow, that's quite the mouthful. Um, <laughs> so there's a couple things in there that just jumped out at me that I can't wait to to ask you about. Um, so you were recruited, you said, in 2006 to go off planet. Can you tell me about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was approached in 2006. I also <laughs> uh, was in the area that I was in, in the Washington, D.C. area, after trying to, uh, I don't know, manifest a life for myself on a work career level, you know, mothering. and But I always sort of had this other work, this, this uh, more global mission type stuff that was always present. But I noticed that I really couldn't create anything. And there, was, there were forces that were sabotaging me constantly. So I ended up just deciding that I was going to allow myself to follow that control to see where it might take me so that I could cut ties with it, I guess you could say, or understand it. Because at first I was like, is this just something karmic? Is this something that needs healing within myself? Uh, and no matter how much inner work I did, it, it was like it, it, it wasn't going to stop. I got a lot of guidance and counsel from, you know, clairvoyant types and healers and shaman types that that helped me to have more clarity about what I was up against. So anyway, I ended up moving, and I went to a gathering, and this person approached me, and uh, he was very familiar, and we formed a relationship. And as we were seeing each other, he would come visit me in Washington D.C. I was living in my mother's house while she was helping me to figure things out or get back on my feet. And Mm -hmm. uh, he, he had been attending secret meetings and he was starting to bring me into what was going on in these secret meetings. And he basically said, you know, that that I'm being recruited to go to Mars in 2012. And at the time it was 2006 and that it was basically for my protection. And, and I didn't know it was in such secrecy. I thought, Oh, eventually this is going to come out in public. You know, this is some sort of mission that, I don't know, the human race will not be uh, kept in the dark about. But I noticed things and all sorts of red flags and a lot of control. And I couldn't have direct access with the people that he was meeting with or dealing with. It was very much like he was the only person I could interface with. And I noticed Mm -hmm. strange behavior, like he would get phone calls and disappear for days and not remember. And he referred to a certain person as a handler. And I was like, wait a second, this is sounding like a movie I've seen or something I've seen before, but (laughs) there were no other whistleblowers and there wasn't really anything that I could look to, 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 gain clarity. So I just had to follow my inner voice and I just ended up researching the names that were mentioned in emails and mentioned, I don't know, to me indirectly or, you know, certain people that have career positions that seemed to cover up deeper stuff that they were involved in, uh, that, that, that are secret, uh, which is this, this Mars colony agenda, this, this plan to bring a certain few to, uh, colonies on Mars. And at first it was presented that it was, you know, really to protect the human genome and human DNA in the event of a cataclysm or a catastrophe. But in my research, I was already discovering things about weather engineering, you know, geoengineering, HARP. And weaponry, you know, the ways that they have uh, technologies, uh, excuse me, that they use to weaponize uh, the elements and t- to create superstorms. Mm. So I'm thinking, wait a second, if, right. if they want us to evacuate because of potential cataclysms, what if these cataclysms aren't even natural? What if, what if they're all induced? What if this whole agenda is right. based on something that they're, you know, trying to create? So, so so it appears to the human race um, as maybe something that it's not. But at the same time, humanity's not getting all the information. So I began to recognize that even if this agenda was well-intentioned, it's been infiltrated. And with whistleblowers like Corey Goode and Andrew Bashago and Captain K and Michael Reif and all sorts of people stepping forward, it, it's become very clear that the agenda was infiltrated and it's become... Uh, basically an agenda about new world order, you know, bringing some to Mars and, and on top of the fact that many are taken to Mars against their will and used as slaves. Um, there's a lot of different components to this. So I, I I just kept researching until I I was like, I got to get out of here and I got to get out of this. Even before I knew all this, I didn't want to go because I knew my mission was to stay on earth and assist in this Ascension window period that we're in. But once I really discovered this and I tried to get out of it, I realized how much they weren't willing to let me go. And then it got you know wow. pretty scary and and pretty dangerous. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you basically agreed to go at first. And then as you understood more, you sort of pulled out. Is that, is, am I, I never understanding agreed that correctly? To go.
1: I never agreed to go. I just thought that I met somebody that, okay, he's got a mission to go to Mars. Well, I've got this big mission myself and I'd like to be heard and discuss with these people my thoughts about it and, and I want to understand it more and who are the players and what are they connected to? And the more and more research I did, the more I discovered that these folks were connected to psychotronic weaponry, mind control, my labs, which are military abductions and, uh, you know, all sorts of very dark things. I never wanted to go, but I thought, well, maybe I can be a part of the conversation in a deeper way. Maybe I'll understand what their intentions are more, and maybe there'll be something convincing along the way. But my first stance was, no, I'm not going to go. And if he's going to go, he can go without me. Or we're going to be real partners and, I don't know, open maybe these folks up to, uh, I don't know, taking care of some of the issues on earth and, and, and figuring out a way to meet the needs of what's happening on this planet. But that wasn't really a part of the agenda. And that's why I, d- I was never given a voice. And when I realized that, that's when I really started to do my homework and recognize that, you know, this is definitely not something I want to be involved in. So rather than sort of wait it out and see what happens, because it wasn't going to happen until 2012 anyway, I was like, I got to get out of here now, because they wanted to set me up right. with a handler. They wanted to really bring me in. And uh, I, I never took a step in that direction. I was kind of waiting on the fence, but it was pretty clear. And what I was holding, you know, in my thoughts was, no, I'm not going to go uh, unless I can be convinced beyond a reasonable doubt that it's wise for myself and the human race. And
0: I came up
1: with the answer, no, not at all
0: right wow so so you feel very confident based off of your research your own personal experience uh people like you know you'd mentioned a few of them cory good being one who you know has a has a show on gaia where he talks about his experience you know cosmic disclosure with david wilcock and they discuss you know all his experience and you know you know going uh, well, he calls it a 20 and back right where he went for 20 years and came back and still has all these uh, you know um these interactions with, uh, you know, secret space program and whatnot, and you know what I I say for these things, I approach all these sorts of things obviously until I've had a first hand experience. I can't say whether something is or isn't true personally. Um, It's certainly, uh, I'm certainly wide open to the ideas and, you know, what I would say about him and I've watched quite a bit of his, his talks about the subject, either, you know, he's a great, great storyteller and liar, or, you know, he really had some of these experiences. So, uh, you know, uh, would it be safe to say that you feel confident that people like, like Corey and some of these others are all, you know, coming forward with, with true accounts of, you know, what their experiences have been?
1: Yes, I I can tell there's real sincerity. But they really encourage people to do the research to have discernment because they know to a certain degree that they're potentially being played or, you know, th- th- there might be information implanted in them. But they have really taken it upon themselves to do the inner work and to really be able to I don't know, discern or know the difference. I mean, with Corey, he says his higher mind downloaded into the mind that they were attempting to control. Um, but what really gives me the confidence in what they share is their humility and and their encouragement for people to be skeptical. You know, instead of like, this is how it is, this is what it is, you better believe it. It's more like, okay, this is what we've gone through. This is our assessment. This is, you know, what, right. what, what we think is going on. And uh, with all the common threads that are shared between all these different experiencers you know you can take that common thread and say hey well everybody's sort of saying the same thing there might be differing viewpoints here and there but the core information is very much the same you know especially the use of some of these technologies i mean there's age reversal there's teleportation there's time travel and you know basically they all are saying the same sort of thing and 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 they're all beginning to link up and listen to each other and you know a community is really being built but it is a lot for people. I mean, especially because there isn't hard evidence. The thing is, you know, this stuff is top secret. It's very hard to get your hands on. And then there's smear campaigns, which make it real difficult. So people have to understand that there's no money in this. If anybody really wanted fame, I don't think this is the direction they would take because it makes us all look a little crazy, but what's crazy is what we've gone through. (laughs) And we're just sharing our story. Uh, yeah. It's not like there's massive rewards except for the communities that are being built and the efforts that people are making to give people like us a voice and to give themselves a voice because I think we're only encouraging people to stand up in their truth and share their experiences or, or live authentically because that's what we're doing. And I think that's the most important message is we all we, we all just got to be real. And those that have had those wild experiences that the human race is being kept in the dark about, um, it's a responsibility in a lot of ways and 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 it's one that all all of us are very committed to, and I know they are, and they take it seriously, and um, yeah, it's really intense, and I I can understand it's it's a lot for a lot for people to wrap their heads around, but you know, take it in small doses, and let yourself really tap into your intuition, and really take what resonates, and when you're ready for more, you'll be ready for more. But there are some things that you might notice just don't feel right, and and one should definitely honor the aspects of themselves that tell them to maybe take a step back or breathe a little bit before they go on any further.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, that's a good point that, you know, you, you make, there's so much information out there and then disinformation and everything in between at the end of the day, it's like, what sounds true? What rings true? Really listen to your own guidance, inner guidance and intuition when you're looking at a lot of this information that's out there. And that's the thing that really strikes me about a lot of these people. They don't seem crazy. They seem, they don't, you know, they're, they're, like I said, they're either great actors or they've really had experiences or believe they've had experiences. And, you know, we, we know that the government, you know, better than anyone, uh, you know, coming from the, the family lineage that you do that, the, you know, the government is certainly not forthright about all the things, uh, a lot of things that are going on. I mean, you just, one of the things you mentioned that caught my ear too, you had mentioned that your, your, um, grandfather had had contact with ETs. Uh, can you, can you expound on that?
1: Yes. There's a, a lot of testimony, uh, that say he had three different meetings at Holloman air force base. One, I think had maybe four different type of races. The first one was with the Nordics. The second one was with like the gray's, uh, and, and there were other representatives of other races like reptilian, um, and tall whites. And then there was Valiant Thor. Uh, he was put on VIP status at the Pentagon in, in around the 1960s, 1960, I believe was the year. And that was a lot different than just a contact. It was actually, I mean... The, the beings from Venus were present for a couple of years and they proposed something to Eisenhower and Eisenhower was in agreement to it. And, and it was all about assisting the human race in becoming sovereign and becoming more self-sufficient internally, you know, understanding the power that we're made of the healing gifts and abilities that we have and our potential as a human race. And they tried to assist him in his mission, both Nixon and Eisenhower, but it was shut down. And, uh, the, the, the joint chiefs of staff and, and the advisors and all these different people connected to the shadow government wouldn't allow it. Uh, they knew that it would mean the economy would collapse and a lot of crimes against humanity would come out of the woodwork. So here we are today, and it looks like what couldn't happen then is beginning to happen now, as we see with the pedophilia wow. rings are being busted. And, you know, it's very disturbing because this is sort of the entry point. And it, people might think it just stops at pedophilia rings, but it doesn't. It, we're we're going to we're be <sighs> delving into things like MK ultra, all these different mind control projects that never ended, even though they made a statement years ago saying that MK ultra was no longer happening. And that's just not true. So that's the doorway is, is busting the pedophilia and some of these rings and, and, and then, I mean, there's more and more layers of the super soldier programs, the mind control programs, the, the, the rabbit hole doesn't seem to really end, but, uh, you know, people, people are reacting and it's very difficult for them to accept, but we have to understand that this means our liberation. It means that we can now, we know what we're, we're dealing with. We know where we need to turn. We need to assist one another. We need to come together and yeah. not be so dependent. And so as we get the truth, we'll also get activated into our own truth. And we can't advance our DNA or expand in consciousness if we're still... Creating contracts with those who wish to uh, get in our way and 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 stunt our our ability to progress. And this is what this window period is all about. It's called a stellar activation cycle. It's between the years 2000, 2017. and then after that, we're dealing. We're oh, well. We're we're in alignment with some really powerful activations that relate to stargates on the planet because the stargates directly linked with our DNA and our chakras because mm-hmm. we're an exact replica of of the organic. Gaia grids but they've all been overlaid or most of them have been overlaid with dark reversal energies and alien machinery and technologies that make it really difficult for us to heal our DNA and so we've been up against that it's not just programming and propaganda we're dealing with dark technologies that have actually um, created uh, an ability for them to siphon our energies and transport them off planet because they feed on it that's that's their life cycle is is using us as a way to power up these technologies and to feed so that they have a life cycle versus connecting directly to spirit, which is what humans need to remind themselves of in order to break free of all this. And so we're dealing with artificial intelligence and artificial timelines and organic timelines that are connected um, to this planet. You know, this is an Ascension planet. It, it, It carries all the codes of Ascension And the more we align with it, the less these technologies will work because they will have nothing left to siphon. And the thing is, they haven't been able to siphon enough to power up these technologies to create the new world order that they were hoping for. So this is all really good news. We're actually in a much better place than we ever have been. And it's great because we're at the end of 2017 and, and, and that was definitely the hope, but it absolutely blindsided them. They didn't expect that we'd get to where we are.
0: Wow. And so Laura, let me ask you this. So you obviously have a lot of insight and information to share. Um, where do you, you know, as an intuitive, obviously we, as we touched on, um, just a little bit, it, 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 where do you get most of your sort of insight on some of these things from? Is it from researching is, is it from going, you know, do you, is it through your own spiritual practice, meditative practice? Um, could you, could you, ex, you know, expound on that a little bit?
1: yeah, ah, uh, gosh. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the wilderness, ah, uh, gosh, all throughout my life. And then that was my background. Uh, uh, wilderness expedition leadership. so I, I got to spend a lot of time in the wilderness, and i I was really able to hear the the planetary consciousness and and I was able to really tap into the earth energies. I I was downloaded a lot of information ever since I was a kid that really overwhelmed me. I mean, it felt like I was living a double life. And I tried to share it with people, but I got shut down so quick. I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just do this regardless of what anybody else has to say because it has to be done. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it doesn't really require support and believers, but for the mission to be successful, it sort of does, but not so much about what comes out of my mouth, but about universal laws, cosmic laws, things related to... Uh, you know, our blueprint, our sole architecture that is crucial for people to understand, which is what I feel I can, you know, provide insights on. Um, so later on uh, in doing research, because I ended up, and and still to this day, uh, have have delved into a lot of research in order to back up some of the theories and revelations I was having and some of the downloads I was getting, and to also, you know, really pay attention to whistleblowers that, that you know, are going to be sharing things that, you know, one might suspect or, or, or have an open mind to, but it doesn't really hit the point home until you actually listen to the people that have gone through it and, and have the real details. So I would say it's a mixture of research and my own insights and my own awareness, which has definitely been there since I was a little kid. But the research, um, I would say is from whistleblowers and Lisa Renee, uh, her website is energeticsynthesis.com. And I would say that she's mm-hmm. got it more mapped out and more uh, put together than anybody I've ever researched. And every time I read her hmm. stuff, if I Google something that I'm feeling or wanting to see if there's anybody else out there that relates to this information or has information regarding it, she's she's uh-huh. my go-to person and we've become really good friends and we've recognized sort of a a shared calling and 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 it's very complimentary to one another. But I would check it out. You can also Google the Ascension Glossary and pretty much put in any terminology that might be confusing that one might be hearing along the way, you know, things about Ascension, things about negative ET agendas, and also lots of information about the benevolent groups that are assisting us and really what this window period is all about. So I always highly suggest reading her information. It's very technical and not very easily understood by some that aren't used to the languaging, but that's what the glossary is for. So I highly recommend her and the freedom teachings connected to Ashiana Dien. Uh, who wrote the Voyager series, uh, Keylantic Science, and they're basically coming from the same place. It's information coming through from the guardians that have you know, chosen particular individuals to bring the information forward, which relates to teachings that we used to have in our ancient history, but they were wiped or distorted. Um, one being the Emerald Tablets by Thoth. Mm-hmm. Those were distorted. Mm. And most of the religious texts actually are distortions from original texts that relate to these freedom teachings that show us, the tools we need in order to be fully sovereign.
0: Wow. Yeah, that definitely gives uh, listeners some some stuff to to check out. And of course, you know, there's – what I find interesting is there's so many people now that are having their own sort of direct connection, direct downloads, and people who – you know, three months ago who weren't even sort of into any of this sort of stuff, right? All of a sudden are being just, I keep bumping up against people who, you know, it's like a a switch has been flipped and that it seems to be getting flipped with more and more people as we, uh, we ascend vibrationally, I suppose. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes.
0: All right. Well, now seems like a good time to tell those of you who aren't familiar a bit about our sponsor Gaia. I've been a big fan of Gaia for many years now, which is why they're the only content provider I have ever reached out to in regards to potentially supporting the Positive Head podcast. So needless to say, I'm very excited they're now supporting this show. Gaia truly is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web. They have an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. They have a plethora of amazing content to always keep your positive head spinning. For example, in the brand new series Beyond the Legend, best-selling author of Chariot of the Gods, Eric von Däniken, takes us beyond the myths and legends that have shaped our view of history to present an alternate view of historical events, megalithic structures, and archaeological discoveries. Eric's been researching this stuff for over 50 years, so if you've ever wanted to deep dive into these sorts of topics uh, that you're just not going to find on traditional networks, Eric is doing just that on Beyond the Legend. And that's just one example of fascinating content you can find on Gaia. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to go deep down the rabbit hole to do so, Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Yeah, so... um what, what is your, okay. So you, you'd mentioned this activation cycle through 2017. There's this sort of quickening, uh, ascension, quickening, or awareness is spreading. People's perspectives are expanding. What do you foresee happening in the coming, uh, you know, in the coming years?
1: Well, there is a big acceleration and people are going to feel it in their bodies because the thing is being awake, isn't just having the light switched on in your mental body. It's getting switched on in your heart. It's getting switched on in your DNA. It's getting, uh, it's a part of your whole energetic body in in relation to the multidimensional creation that we exist in. And uh, so people are going to experience a lot of symptoms. A lot of times the body's going to tell us stuff before we can actually catch up with it or integrate it or process it or even transmute it. Because the thing is, once the mental body changes perspective, then our physical changes in accordance to that. That's why belief systems are so powerful and they use that as a target. Because the thing is, we've been dealing with the tree of knowledge, which is symbolic of our DNA being dumbed down and, and us in a place of duality, you know, good and evil, right and wrong and all this. And so we're on a path of knowledge and we have been as a human race, but it's been targeted by mind control, which throws us off of the path of knowledge because we're bombarded with all sorts of other information that confuses us. And so our physical bodies have shown the stress and strain of all that. And that's why there's disease and degeneration and we're kind of caught in this programming of aging and we keep getting recycled back and reincarnating. But the thing is, despite all that, we're still advancing ourselves. We're still experiencing uh, our human self trying to sort this all out. And and we eventually initiate ourselves beyond all that and we begin to lift the veils. We begin to recognize our multidimensional bodies. And so in the year ahead or, I mean, what's to come, I think... People are gonna have a lot of symptoms. their bodies are gonna be asking you know for them to shift, but they not might not fully know how to do that or where to go. I mean, the old paradigm model is we go to the doctor, we go on meds, we project onto right. ourselves because of the outer projections that we have some condition or we have some mental uh illness or or you know we're bipolar or depressed or we have anxiety disorders i mean. The, the, the pharmaceutical companies are having a heyday with with all this, while on a spiritual level, we're actually going through powerful initiations that get stunted with these projections and these diagnoses that that frustrate people and make them think, oh, something's wrong with me. We were born into a problem. We we're born into a gaping wound. We we're born into a mind-control system. That is the real sickness, and we as humans are just trying to sort it out. So I think people are are, are going to start to let go of giving their power away and having somebody else determine mm-hmm. for them what is wrong and, and where it's taking them and they're going to start to hopefully get more centered in themselves and listen to what the body's trying to say, listen to what their consciousness or inner voice is trying to tell them and, uh, and 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 realize that they're at a crossroads between choosing a transhumanism world or artificial intelligence versus a path of self-discovery and a path of illumination of of what we're made of and what creation is made of and what the mother goddess energy has done for us in terms of creating this planetary body to help us to return home and how that links with Christ consciousness and the perfect balance of the masculine and feminine, which is held in our DNA. So as long as we're in this duality and tree of knowledge type thing, the, the, the real journey is about restoring the tree of life, you know, which is our 12 strands being turned on, which gives us access to more strands than that on a multidimensional, more ethereal level. Um, there's soul alchemy happening where we, we're understanding more that we're made of the elements. And the fifth element is spirit and the ether. And that's all coming online as far as where the planetary bodies are moving. When the sun moved into Ephiakus in 2010, we began to get activations of the ether uh, and the mother energy. And so that's why there's a lot of attention on the divine feminine or the goddess, but it has nothing to do with uh, going over to that part of who we are without you know, negating the masculine. It has nothing to do with that. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of manipulation uh, about <laughs> new age type stuff. That we have to be careful of. So really, it's like we got to learn to fall back on ourselves and listen more. And I think people are starting to feel inspired to do that. But at the same time, it's it can be very daunting and very scary. And so, you know, certain people like myself have have uh, made a commitment or or have devoted themselves to assisting people. And I do astrology and tarot and clairvoyant readings to to help people during these times because it's it's very disorientating because we're we're really cutting the cords with where we've been dependent and disempowered. And we're learning to to trust ourselves a little more. And that's a huge leap. As easy as it sounds, for most humans, it's it's not easy at all. So, you know, I, I all I can say to people is don't be afraid of what your body is, is doing. Don't, you know, immediately run to the doctor, of course, unless it's an emergency, and start to delve deeply into, you know, what, what your pain body is trying to tell you, what your emotional body is trying to tell you, what your anger is even trying to tell you. Uh, I think we're taught to sweep it under the rug. Maybe it's not enlightened enough. Or when we do stumble upon it, we figure, you know, we're, something's really terribly wrong. And the thing is, something's terribly wrong in the world. And once we can uncover our healthy reaction to it, we can start to take action and we can start to connect to an inner calling and and a mission that isn't, isn't just for some and not for all. We all have this shared purpose. And the mission is just to be sovereign and to connect with our planetary body and to advance ourselves so that we can have abilities and the abilities have to do with spirit holding dominion over matter so we're not going to be in survival we're not going to be bent on the money system it's not going to be about this dependency to these things that were created by man it's going to be about our connection with what's divine and what's organic and then we'll recognize wow you know when we're in those advanced states of consciousness our creativity and our ability to manifest our needs are 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 at a whole nother level compared to waiting for that paycheck or, or hoping the right person steps into office. This is when the human race has to step up and say, we're leaders. We don't need to wait around for anybody. Plus they're not trustworthy.
0: (laughs) I am the one that I've been waiting for, right? That whole premise.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And I think some people think, Oh, you know, creating division between, okay, those are the conspiracy theorists. These are the truthers. These are the new agers. These are, the, you know, people who are woo-woo spiritual being you know, uh, the thing is, it's like, we have to understand that we're made of all of this, um, the light and the dark. And and our job is to harmonize right. these archetypal inheritances that we've gotten from these controller agendas and these pantheons um, and, and raise our consciousness beyond that so we can connect with the zero point, true God source, so that... Uh, you know we're energizing our physical bodies to be able to move from the carbon density into the crystalline. And of course it's not going to happen overnight and that's why people sometimes, you know, toss this information aside thinking it's there's no truth to it. Because they expect they expected 2012 to create this massive shift, but if if it shifted too quickly our physical bodies wouldn't be able to handle it. We're we're de densifying ourselves. Right, right. <laughs> you know?
0: right right yeah and i think it's an important thing i mean for a lot of people especially people who maybe are tuning into this uh this episode for example who maybe are are newer to a lot of this information and then you start hearing a lot about these control agendas and things that have you know been going on for you know for a very very long time and it can be uh, da- it can be it can be scary it can be frightening it can be you know they can feel disempowered and I think that's a really important point to make is hey you are actually one with source you you are here to remember that connection and as you further establish that connection you come into your own power uh, your own truth and you you sort of the best way to overcome a lot of these uh, deceptive things that you know may be going on out there is to 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 connect to your your higher self would you would you say that's true
1: absolutely it's the healthiest thing we can do i mean there are more nutrients in our connection with spirit than any vitamin or i mean that's why people are able to be breatharians right right? they don't need anything because they're being nourished by spirit and that's a real you know direct connection um it's absolutely crucial uh the thing is it it relates to our immune system if we're disconnected from spirit you know our health is going to decline um and uh, right. when we look at transhumanism, it's the replacement of what's organic with what's artificial. We're talking robots. We're talking computers. We're talking cyborgs. We're talking you know, this imitation version of creation that is starting to infiltrate the human soul or disconnect the human from the soul, which digresses their human form, which creates some of the beings that we consider to be alien, but really... They're digressed versions of what were once humans that come from the Orion system ah. that also come from this earth. And so we got to kind of look at the bigger picture, recognizing that when we tap into ascended masters, we also have to understand there's false channelings and false projections of ascended masters we got to be careful about. But uh, right. the path of an ascended master is is that connection with spirit, You know, simple integrity. We don't need huge belief systems to get where we need to go. So even if this information does go over people's heads, you know, bring it back to simplicity. It's really about connecting with the earth, connecting with spirit, connecting with your soul, connecting with your heart. And whatever information that comes along with that connection will come in a timing that isn't too much for you to handle. And if it is, you just have to step back, take a breath and integrate and, uh, you know, have your boundaries where you need to have your boundaries. Um, But yeah, it's, it's absolutely where it's at, and we don't need belief systems uh, connected to any sort of religion. Uh, we, we simply need to understand that it really means a beautiful balance within us that we're carrying. Our ego is is integrated into this process. We don't leave it behind condemning the ego, but we allow our ego to align with spirit so that that force of ego is an expression of the qualities of spirit or Christ consciousness, which is love. A and healthy passion, instead of distorted which, ego. <laughs> right, which is like all out for the self and whatever about everybody else survival of the fittest sort of mentality, um, or knocking people over to get ahead, you know, this c- competition that we were born conditioned by. And, uh, when we step into it and we recognize the qualities of, of, of being a conscious person, we can check ourselves to some of the qualities that keep us contaminated or, you know, in deep need of purification. Cause the thing is when we purify our inner elements, the earth is going to respond the thing is, when we advance our DNA right. and purify those aspects of our being, we'll notice the earth around us changing, and we'll, we'll, we'll notice that we're actually on a timeline where things are improving. Whereas if we stay stagnant or we keep ourselves on the hamster wheel, we might be experiencing a different reality. But the fact that all the stuff is being exposed about pedophilia and, and all the criminal activities, I imagine that a lot of the human race is going to move into this ascension energy, even if they don't fully understand the kind of conversation you and I are having they're going to start right. to detach themselves from this corruption, and and they're going to recognize that community, the earth, and their own soul is is the direction that it's pointing them towards. Not fear, and not feeling. Oh, this is all doom and gloom. We got to look at it as, wow, this is our opportunity to to, to prioritize uh, what really counts and what's really going to nourish us and and take us somewhere much more pleasing.
0: Right, right. And would you agree that there is. Alternate timelines where all the possibilities sort of play out and depending on what uh, an individual person, right, a a fractal, if you will, of source consciousness chooses, what path they, they choose to go vibrationally will determine which timeline they actually step into. This more transhumanistic version versus, you know, a more organic version, if you will.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're making choices every day. Are we connecting in with the artificial intelligence signals? Are we absorbing ourselves in the media or Hollywood, where there's propaganda and subliminal messages, and we're actually watching or uh, supporting the greatest darkness, even though it's 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 presented to us as, as a facade? That I, I, I mean, we're we're being given the information and the disclosures and the exposures that that are helping us to see through this and get to the other side. So your frequency will determine what timeline you're on. But even if you're sick or feel low, it doesn't matter. You know, the physical vibration will catch up, but it's our consciousness that's the most important thing. Once you get on board, once you begin to step away from it all, yeah, your body's going to detox. It's going to go through a bit of shock. It might feel like you're declining when your body's really preparing to bring, bring in the real goodies, <laughs> the real stuff. And, you know, don't let that alarm you. It's a simple process of devoting yourself uh, to it without getting lost in belief systems that – are not in resonance with your, your, natural, your natural blueprint. And so a lot right. is being shed, programmings, conditionings, even implants that we've uh, been, that have been put into place are be- becoming more neutralized, because the higher the frequency, the less these dark technologies or assaults can get to us. And so we got to look at it like we got to turn all the weapons into tools. If you see chemtrails and it disturbs you, let it remind you of what you're made of and what your potential is. Because if you can turn the weapon into a tool that serves your growth, then it's no longer a weapon.
0: Yeah, the cornerstone of all spiritual growth, I believe, is perspective and learning how to use perspective in a way that shifts, you know, shifts it to your benefit. Turning the lump of coal into a diamond is and essentially what alchemy. you're talking about, right? Yeah,
1: and we're experiencing yeah. that alchemy on a physical level, but it really has to start with our consciousness because energy right. is, you know, is 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 the prerequisite for physical expression. Uh, what is the health of that consciousness? And so uh, timelines and dimensional planes are the same. Um we've been programmed in a 3D matrix. So that doesn't take us very far. 3D is not a very high vibration. It stops at the ego. But when we move into these higher dimensions, we download those frequencies into the ego expression. And that's what changes our physical body because really the body is the ego. This is the I am self. I am you, you are me. But the ego that sees itself as separate from the human race or separate from spirit or doesn't consider spirit, that keeps us in that loop on a 3D level. Yeah but we're actually, this planetary body was seated with a 13 dimensional core, which is even beyond our 12 strand DNA, which means that we also in our DNA have connection to the Trinity and that blueprint exists in our planetary grids and in the core of this planet. The, the mother energy from the Trinity actually morphed into the physical planet when we fell from uh, a higher earth energy that uh, we had a lot more uh, DNA turned on. I mean, we had the full 12 strand potential, uh, and, and when we sank, that's when we were taken advantage of. We started to be born with amnesia. We started to become more densified. Uh, these hidden operations began to infiltrate all sectors of society, and you keep getting born into it over and over again. You eventually morph into a programmed unconscious being until the lights really come on. Um, yeah. And that's what's happening right now on a massive scale. So even a lot of the interventions on a positive level that took place before this window period didn't really have an opportunity to be very successful until the planetary body got back in alignment uh, with the galactic core, which relates to the Andromeda galaxy coming back into oneness with the Milky Way, which opens us up to the seven higher heavens and brings us into galactic chakras. As long as we're separate from that galaxy, which we have been, we've been looping in this seven chakra system. And the reason it hasn't been able to come back into alignment with us is due to the cycles that have needed to play out, the procession of equinoxes. But at the same time, there have been many conscious beings that have incarnated into the earth plane before this alignment has taken place. But they have not been Mm -hmm. enough to activate the rest. It's taken this realignment to happen for it to really hit humanity on a massive scale.
0: Right, right, right. Talk to me a little bit uh, about connecting with the Magdalene and Gaia Sophia energies and what that's all about.
1: Well, the Magdalene, Gaia Sophia energies... Relates to how this planetary body works with the uh, the planetary consciousness and body of Venus, and the path of the divine feminine, or the archetypes of Magdalene, and um, there's there's you know Persephone and other goddess figures, Inanna, and um, a lot of the goddess names in Glastonbury are related to this Venus archetype, and it has a lot to do with going into the underworld and almost needing to rebirth yourself, you know, going into the darkness, finding your light in the darkness, which completes sort of this triple goddess energy of maiden, mother, and crone. And this isn't just for females. This is for the masculine too, Hmm. because we have a right side and a left side, no matter what gender we're born into, we have masculine and feminine energies. And this polarization of the masculine and feminine has created men who have feared their own emotions or their feminine side, and, and women who want to get out of exile that are stepping more into their masculine side to get the heck out of the underworld. And, you know, we're, we're sort of playing all these different roles to then reintegrate them and recognize the wholeness of, of, of all that we are. Um, and so the Magdalene energy, when she was, you know, in that lifetime with Yeshua, they, they were teachers of, uh, you know, the, the, the knowledge of alchemy, how, how to reach Christ consciousness, you know, it wasn't about putting them on pedestals or, um, everything in religion has been a distortion. We don't get the full story about Magdalene. We we just hear about, oh, you know, she was saved of all these demonic spirits in her chakras. Really, when we look at the seven chakras, we're looking at seven gateways that have archons and gatekeepers. And so the journey into the underworld is about breaking through those gatekeepers and, and rising again. So religion uses the symbology of death, resurrection, and crucifixion as a real story mm-hmm. when really it's an internal process of the death of the ego and the rising of, you know, ourselves into a more heightened awareness that relates to our soul and spirit and how that becomes a part of our ego expression. So the Magdalene energy has been around a long time. Uh, there's a lot of women that carry this, but the thing is every single human being has these archetypal energies available to them. So nobody can really own it or claim it as their own. It's it, it, They represent a divine blueprint. So they came out like a sacred union couple, regardless of what they went through, this is the frequency that they were holding to impact the earth grids and to share teachings that I, I have to say that mission wasn't very successful, but it did leave a mark. You know, Eisenhower left a mark. Yeah. Was he fully successful? No, lots of people leave their mark. It, it takes us a while to catch up with it and understand where the authenticity is versus the distorted versions or stories that, that keep us small and, and, uh, not recognizing the underbelly of, uh, some of this that, that have very dark roots. So the Venus energy relates to the planetary body creating a perfect pentagram in the sky. Now, when we look at the pentagram, a lot of people recognize that there's an inverted pentagram that relates to satanic rituals and abuse and and, and focusing on that symbology as the inversion of and reversals of, of, of this star, which create this illusion of matter being dominant over our higher self. Even without us being able to even think about it, that's what we're born into, and all these dark... Rituals focus on enslavement um, they 're wrapped up in misogyny, pedophilia, child trafficking um, and and mind control projects and off planet space programs and you know the space program that 's hidden here on earth there 's many, many multi layers, but it 's all kept in secrecy and so the Venus energy and the path of the divine feminine is really about weaving these worlds back together, standing in the darkness without fearing the darkness, and we all have to do that. Um, on our own soul journey. So that archetype really relates to any of us that go into the dark night of the soul or have some sort of crisis or adversity where maybe we feel really cut off, but that's an opportunity for us to say, wait a second, that light is within me. And when we recognize that we start to rise out of the underworlds and we start to inhabit the wholeness, because the thing is the real darkness is the womb. It's the soil. And the higher consciousness is all about the seeds and planting those seeds. And, and when we take charge of our, uh, you know, what, what we truly embody, We're not choosing light over dark. We're not choosing dark over light. We're integrating. And that's what alchemy does. Right. And we're putting the right thing in charge, which is our higher minds that are able to penetrate the darkness so that we're not divided between higher and lower self. Because if we don't face our own darkness and shadow, then we're divided between higher self, lower self. And that's where we can step out of duality is is, is embracing the totality of the light and dark and all these different archetypal energies you know, not being so fragmented because in our ancient history, in our galactic history, we are dealing with exploded planets and any of us who inhabited mm. those planets have experienced the wounds and the trauma of having a planet blown up, which is now the asteroid belt. Maldek blew up, Tiamat blew up and uh, Tiamat was a direct, in direct relationship with the Sophia Gaia energy. And when that planet exploded, the Satanists fed on that collective wound and the fragmentation that we all carry and used that to siphon our life force and even our sexual energy. So when we look at our culture and we see the programmings and manipulations and we see what's in magazines and movies and on television, it's obvious this is the highest expression of the masculine and feminine or you know, it's, 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 it's there to just keep us locked in. And so the awakening process is not just information at all. It's, it's recognizing who you are and, and what is required of us to, to break free of uh, this level of manipulation that's multigenerational.
0: Wow. So just to kind of switch back to something that we talked about a little bit earlier, you had mentioned your grandfather, great grandfather, uh, you know, believing that he met with multiple races of ETs. Do you feel like those uh, ETs are here mixed among us uh, today? Yes,
1: there's lots of hybrids. There's uh, higher races that were hybridized and their genetics were mixed with reptilian genetics. And so they're very targeted. I mean, we all carry reptilian energy in our brain, but there are specific groups that were hybridized that are being manipulated that are basically the 13 families in the Illuminati. They carry reptilian DNA and orophan DNA, which is the highest form of DNA. And because they're the most threatening if they were to tap into that higher DNA, actually the whole human race has it, but they specifically were one of the root races that originally held this, that were hybridized and attacked. And they we're targeted for that reptilian genetic to basically do their dirty work or to be the power and control structures on the planet. Um, there's hybrids that mm-hmm. have been sort of ignored and left behind because they're not seen as pure anymore, and so they're really angry at whoever did that to them because, you know, we're dealing with a lot of different types of hybrids. And then we're dealing with hybrid programs that have to do with certain species of ETs that were digressing that needed our genetics through abduction to take our genetic material to begin to heal their race. But then that sets us up for the danger of being in an alien controlled government, which we already pretty much are, but on a more obvious level where we're actually seeing these beings that relate to uh, these new hybrids. Not all of them are going to be in alignment with that because everybody's got the free will choice, no matter what your genetics are to step away from it or, or uh, you know, the, the, the hard part is when you're victimized by it since you're a child or a baby and um, it's all you really know but those people are breaking free too. Uh, there's all sorts of <laughs> hybrids amongst us, uh, ETs that are masked as humans. Um, and I, I think once the, the reality really starts to hit people, um, those different species are going to make themselves more known, but they're walking amongst us just as much as there's things that aren't even human that look human that are being used like robots. Um, And then, you know, we're dealing with biological humans that are being mind-controlled to do, you know, really negative things. But there's a lot of different programs and projects that target the hybrids from a long time ago. And there's new hybrids based on the breeding programs and the hybridization programs uh, that are a little bit more recent. So the best thing that we can do is be like, okay, well, then there's us and the choices we have to make. And with discernment and with, you know, strengthen ourselves you know, we can be in this wilderness of all this diversity and still hold our own and still hold our ground. And the more we know, the more we can protect ourselves because there are a lot of benevolent appearing beings that actually aren't benevolent. And the best way you can tell is if there's any control involved because the real benevolent groups want to encourage our growth. They're not here to save the day, but they're here to inspire us and to show us some things. And uh, the guardian groups and the crystal star hosting and the beings from Andromeda that are helping Us to integrate those higher levels of awareness are absolutely um, amongst us. Uh, The indigo and crystal kids are a part of those lineages that are able to carry a human vessel, um, even though their consciousness extends way beyond the physical density that they inhabit.
0: Wow, very fascinating. Um, So... Let's see here. A couple other things. You know, man, time goes really quickly, and there's so many the things clock. I want to ask. I, was like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, there's so many other things I want to chat with you about. Well, um, so, a couple, couple things. Um, one is you've also referenced, uh, well, m- You've referenced hidden technologies, so I'd be curious what hidden technologies you think are going to come to the forefront, and also, with these extraterrestrial entities, do you feel like there will be a you know mass disclosure that happens sometimes in in the relatively near future?
1: Well, with the pedophilia stuff being busted, uh, it, it's it's kind of forcing disclosure in a lot of ways. Uh, we have to be really careful who it's coming from and what they're trying to prepare us for. I mean, there, there's positive technologies. The positive technologies are usually based on sound, color, frequency, and things that can activate us. The negative technologies relate more to artificial intelligence and mind control, and just the the the, the merging of of the human and the robot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there there's beast computers and um, you know all sorts of things. And I mean, we've heard so many projections about what the new world order looks like with FEMA camps and mass chipping of the human race, and uh, you know, steering them into all this, but those things are rapidly being broken down. Those are like timelines that are collapsing. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, just reiterate your question again.
0: Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, so yeah, just curious, you know, what you think is going to kind of come to the forefront, uh, as far as, you know, you're talking about these things now. And of course it's not something that's mainstream news. (laughs) Um, do you think this will all become something that's mainstream news, you know, in the relatively near future? I don't
1: think the highest level of disclosure will make it to the mainstream without people like you and me and others, uh, that are talking about things to this depth. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the real Mm -hmm. disclosure, People that are talking about this to the, uh, on the level that we are and other people that, you know, do alternative news or whistleblowers and, you know, people that are mm-hmm. very spiritually in tune, they really need the voice. You know, everybody else uh, might present it in a different way. You know, if if, if there are council meetings with, like, the president and, and the people like us or whistleblowers or experiencers were given more of a voice— and and we had a platform in order to warn the human race. If we start to see disclosure taking the wrong direction, then great. But government disclosure uh, is something to be very wary of. The thing is, when transhuman is presented right. to humans, they get all excited because, oh, my gosh, you know, look what this can do for the human body. This can extend life. This can heal all these diseases. So they're going to disclose things on their terms, but they're going to use it as bait. And the thing is right. we have to remember right. is we're the advanced technology. Our consciousness alone can heal us it can inva- advance us um, mm. and we need to not supplement it's ourselves a great with tech yeah we need to not supplement ourselves too quickly with any technology without it being matched with deep inner work you know mm-hmm. strengthening the tool of our intuitions you know being able to decipher between is this a healthy technology or not a healthy technology and who's presenting it what are they associated with and with the amount of researchers whistleblowers alternative news sources and people that are really willing to look deeply and closely at all this there's enough people out there that will really assist humanity during this disclosure window um and and they won't be led astray if they can give us the time of day you know we're not sitting there um you know living in big mansions or driving we're not in that power elite structure so we got to right. look to each other we got to look to all of that if we're going to even embrace disclosure at all and then put the two together and see see you know, what, what you come up with. But to, to rely on any kind of disclosure without listening to those of us that have been speaking about this for years and years and years before any of this really was ready to come out in a public way, my best advice is to, is, is, is to you know, get, get that knowledge first and... and right, right. And, and then see how, how it compares because we see a lot of movies that depict, uh, you know, a future world that does have ET presence, that does have these advanced technologies, even the Hunger Games. I mean, look at the difference between those in the districts and those with the technologies. I mean, that is the elitist mentality. That is a Hollywood mentality. That is a government mentality. And the two were kind of put together in that movie and they have all the advanced technologies and then everybody else is actually living in more poverty than they probably were before all that happened. So, you know, the movies can give us some idea, but at the same time, they're also programming our belief systems and maybe subliminally putting us in that trajectory. So it's very important to look as an observer and not to absorb yourself too much in anything, um, including you know the stuff that is shared from really sincere people. Look at it, observe it, and then go into some sort of meditation. Spend some time in nature. Make sure the food that you're eating is high quality, organic, and clean food. Surround yourself with high vibrational frequencies like essential oils and crystals and stones because once you raise your vibration or work with these sort of things, the contrast of something that does not serve your soul will become so clear, you'll know. Yeah. But as long as you stay right. immersed in all this stuff um, and you're still sort of buying into some of the propaganda, you're easy bait. You're you're an easy target to just go right, right along with it. Because the thing is, it's going to be presented as positive. And, and that's the biggest warning is, is, is don't believe everything you hear. Because they're going to come and save the day. Like, oh, we have all the technologies to clean up the environment. Well, they're the same people that created the mess. And this is the game right. of, you know, look at 9-11. Uh, it was an inside job. We all know that. And who was, you know, traveling around acting like they care about the the victims and the families, the ones that were behind it. <laughs> so it's the same scenario, right. but now we're dealing with the veils being lifted and seeing, you know, the the entities and the off planet beings and those that, you know, have been in subterranean uh, civilizations under under this earth. Uh, that all, you know, I mean, the diversity is vast. So um, with with what Corey has said, these subterranean civilizations, um, they're, they're really requesting the guardian groups and, and the sphere beings are really requesting that they don't have such a prejudice against the human race and that they're willing to, uh, you know, assist us during this time because, you know, they've been sort of hiding out. There were cataclysms and holocausts in our early history in this particular earth. And, um, you know, th- they, they could potentially help us. There's a lot of high beings, but, you know, uh, that's a a big work in progress. So there, there, there's just so much to all this, but again, the more we can surround ourselves with real organic, high vibrational foods and, and tools and modalities to assist us, um, we'll definitely be able to tell the difference just as, you know, people go through bad relationships. Eventually you gain the wisdom and you know, not to repeat the pattern and, and, and go for the same person or, or scenario or dynamic over and over again. So people have to be willing to to say, I'm done with it. I'm divorcing myself. It's over. And, and just say, I commit to my soul. I commit to spirit. I, I commit to organic ascension. And that alone, that agreement alone will really protect you because you've, you've made a strong, powerful statement to yourself. And I think that's mm. our best weapon is, is, is having set intentions and a real focus that you know, we can be consistent with. Nothing else can get in once you form that, that bond. And it's really a bond mm. with yourself.
0: That's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful piece of advice and perspective to sort of kind of start winding this down. What a great, great way to leave it. Um, although I do have a, I'm not going to let you get away without sharing a story of synchronicity, serendipity, positive paranormal story. Listeners know I absolutely love this sort of stuff and, uh, wanted to see if hopefully you have something fun to share.
1: Well, the synchronicities are are, are just unbelievable. Um,
0: yeah, they seem to be speeding up in just like an incredible way too.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say one of the biggest synchronicities for me is meeting my new partner because I was like pretty much in a bad place as much as you know I don't want to admit. I'm I'm a pretty transparent person, so I don't really have a problem admitting it. But I was in a really dark place because I was like looking at okay, it's 2017, I'm all all my focus and what my book is about and my whole life mission has to do with sacred union, advancing our DNA and expanding into higher earth energies. And I'm like, I'm being attacked right and left. I don't have community. Um, my past partners have been incredibly challenging to bounce back from or recover from. And I just really wasn't feeling a whole lot of, uh, I, I I just, I I really didn't think I was going to make it. And, uh, when I moved to be with my partner with no strings attached, he basically was like, I got to help you and your children out of this bad situation. Um, not soon after I had this unbelievable dream where, uh, I was dealing with all the elements and there was a big fire tsunami, but I wasn't burnt, but it seemed to like burn away everything. And then I was on a boat and I drowned in the water. I was swimming with my sister and I was trying to swim, but I recognized I didn't have any strength and I started to sink and sink and sink. And then we summoned this whale or this whale just showed up and reached out its fin and I grabbed it, but the fin and my hand slipped and I, and I actually died in the dream. And then the whale breached out of the water as high as it it could go. And it opened some sort of portal. And then I shot up out of the water and I went into this zone where I was just like, I I, I must've been in, it was like a DMT experience. I was, it was unbelievable. And then something said, you're not done yet. And basically put me back in my physical body and I realized like, oh, wow, I'm dead, but I'm in a body and nobody can see me. So. But then I realized I was at my own memorial and, and a wake server or a funeral of mine. And I'm running around being like, you know, can you see me? Nobody can see me. And then one person said, can you please get out of the way? I'm trying to watch this. And I'm like, wait a second, this is my funeral.
0: <laughs> and, and I realized only some Video people can has see me. You did not even have a right to be here. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I realized only some
1: people can see me and some people can't. But it had all the elements, earth, air, fire, water, and then the ether, which is when I flew through that stargate. And it was right around the time that um, something about the whale energy opening a portal and the rebirth uh, thing was going on astrologically. And it was so huge. And from that point on, I recognized that I was absolutely on track. And what this dream showed me was that everything connected to the soul alchemy, you know, on just such a huge scale that even impacted the earth, I was symbolically being shown that I was hugely connected to it and a part of it. And now I've got my partner and it's like, every day I wake up like, I can't even believe it because the thousands and thousands of years of hell and strife and conflict and stress and just trying to stay strong on this mission. It's like I can finally breathe because I have a real partner. <clears throat> and, and I, I would say that Aww. that's even though people have those scenarios, the symbology that I was shown and the reassurances that I was shown and, and yeah, what we're going through together is a match of some of the experiences I had as a child and what I was being shown about this window period. And it's all come for a circle.
0: Wow. Well, good for you. That's big congratulations on you for for manifesting that and calling that in and a uh, super super um inspiring story to hear and you definitely speak with so much authenticity and you know truth and you know vulnerability, sharing your vulnerability. I just admire all of that. Um what is the best way for people to connect who want to continue to follow your work?
1: Well, my website's down for a little bit longer. Uh, But people can find me on Facebook. My name's Laura Eisenhower. You can follow me there. Uh, If you want a reading, I'll just throw out my email because I don't have an Mm -hmm. online website. Uh, It's L-A-U-R-A, B as in boy, E as in elephant, the number four at gmail.com. And I don't like to put out my contact info lightly, but it is an email. I can always delete if there's – I already have a lot of spam there anyway. But if you want a reading, I do Galactic Tarot Readings. I do uh, readings with the Mother Peace deck. I do clairvoyant readings and I'm an astrologer, which I, I mean, I focus my astrology on helping liberate people from the wheel and get into the center point to uh, wow. not be so tossed around by all these different forces and energies, but to really understand it as a map and a key to being fully sovereign and, and uh, in, in, in your power.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Well, Laura, this has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, I do have one last question I'd like to leave you off with. I always open with the same question and end with the same question. In 60 seconds or less, what is the meaning of life, according to Laura Eisenhower?
1: <laughs> the meaning of life is is all about self-discovery, and, and we— there's nothing more profound than, than what's within us and what we're connected to and the unconditional love of source, which is not something we read in the Bible, some jealous God or, or aliens are, our are, our, our gods. And it's really about understanding the potential that you have to be in direct connection with that and to receive the benefits of that connection through upgrading your physical body into this Merkaba, this, this, this light body that will allow you to come and go from the physical as you please and give you really your freedom back. And the meaning of life is really about lost and found. Yes, we lost it. Yes, we've gone through all these different cycles of death reincarnation, but what has it given us? It's given us enough of awareness to, to come back to center. And that's where we're found. And when we're mm. found, the adventure has just begun. And so embrace it because it's uh. everyone's.
0: Well, this is quite the adventure and I am absolutely thrilled to have the opportunity to connect with you here on the beginning of our adventure. And I look forward to uh, continuing to follow your amazing work. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll connect at some point in 3D and uh, perhaps again on the show. Uh, until then, thank you so much and journey well. Until next time.
1: Thank you so much for having me and <laughs> thanks for doing what you do. And I definitely look forward to connecting again.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Laura. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's interview episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes. Since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting, uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world, Because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life. Because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.